Today's episode is called Heal Ancestral Patterns of Struggling with Money. Hello and welcome to the Successful, Sensitive and Intuitive Entrepreneur podcast. My name is Lydia Sophia Wilmsen and I am an intuitive success mentor for sensitive entrepreneurs. In this podcast, I speak about the challenges sensitive and intuitive entrepreneurs face. I offer you new perspectives and solutions, as well as experiences of other entrepreneurs. Plus, I speak about my personal experience of being a highly sensitive person who has successfully built and scaled two businesses. All of that with the goal to make you and your business even more successful in your very unique and authentic way. Have fun and enjoy. Okay, money is always a big issue for us, for us entrepreneurs and the struggle very often is real. And today I want to go a little bit deeper. I want to go, go away from just looking at your own beliefs and looking at what, what are you thinking about money, for example, about my, making money and look a little bit deeper where those beliefs come from. Because you are shaped by where you come from. You are not only shaped by your everyday scenario, by where you live, by your environment, by the people you spend time with now. All of that is based in the environment from where you come from or from where you come. And this is why I said to heal ancestral patterns of struggling with money. So yes, you can work on your own beliefs now about money, about making money, about being successful, about having a successful business, all of that. And very often this is not enough. You have to go deeper and further, like further down your the generational timeline, so to say. And often you also have to solve some kind of generational contracts. There is a reason why you are how you are and why you behave yeah, how you behave today. And it's like everything starts, also the healing process starts with becoming clear, with creating awareness around that which is hidden right now. Basically, when you want to change something in your subconscious, you have to make it conscious. That's not the only way. However, it's super, super interesting. And this is very often that what I choose. For example, I had a call today with a friend and a mentor of mine regarding something in my personal life, not even in something in my business, something in my personal life. And um, I let you in on that because I very often give you examples from my own life and from my own family. And I also give you examples from my clients. I have more of those today for you. Um, yeah, and to start this episode um, and to show you how our like our daily activities or our daily behavior is shaped by where we come from, I have this little story for you. So I spoke with my friend and mentor about um, some, some person, personal issues where when I feel rejection, when a person reacts or speaks to me in a very harsh voice, in a very like, or tells me no, says something like no in a very harsh voice. This creates a deep fear or a deep, deep feeling of rejection in me. And much more than other people would experience that. Other people would just say like, whatever, you know, that person has an issue with X, Y, Z, and I don't take this personal at all. But I did. And we uncovered that this was due to the fact that the way how I grew up in my, my cult setting, not my, but in a cult-like cult setting, 
very often, or not very often, always, from being a baby on, decisions were made over my head. Also, until I became, until I turned 18. So decisions were made over my head. I was helpless. I was, yeah, I couldn't do anything. And very often those decisions were, were very hard, very harsh. I had to move basically every year. I didn't have a saying in that. And I was told no very often. Like I had no way of interact with the decisions which were made on my behalf. So now when someone told tells me no in a very harsh way and this decision has something to do with me, it's not only the decision that person makes for him or herself, that recreates that feeling for me. I had the whole, like my whole way of growing up and it recreates that feeling of rejection that feeling of total of total powerlessness and that then creates in me my standard behavior the way how i learned to deal with that which was total independence i do everything for myself and i'm very proud of my capability of having made everything work in my life by myself so my way was going into independence. Then no one could choose on my behalf anymore because I was the only one responsible. And this created, for example, struggle in my friendships and in my relationships because my way was always when someone reacted in that kind of way, I'm gone. I'm too worthy. I'm too proud for that. I don't even deal with you anymore. I'm just gone. Which, yes, has its beauty and it also has its kind of not beauty. <laughs> you obviously get that because, yeah, it's easy to go. And the difficult part for me was to stay in those friendships or in those relationships where it became difficult. And um, to just finding that pattern or to just recognizing that pattern, like once you have recognized it, it's like, yeah, of course, what else? Of course. However, until you get there, you react in a very specific way, for example, around money and how to make money or how to sabotage yourself and not make any money due to stuff you have learned and you have taken on early on and even stuff which has been passed down over generations to you. And you have no freaking clue why that is. So becoming clear about that is a huge, a huge step and is part of the shift already. It's not only the woo-woo stuff you do afterwards, it is the awareness you create to make the unconscious conscious. So I know now, I, I now know why I react in a certain way. And now I can change that behavior. I can basically do the self-sourcing of all the feelings I want to feel. I don't have to put it on anyone else and start trusting in situations and dealing with them in a different way than how I used to be or how I used to do. And you can do the same when it comes to money struggles. And you can ask yourself like, to bring more light into the situations or into what you're experiencing. You can ask yourself, like, how did your family speak about money? How did people in your family speak about money? How did other people in your life when you grew up or even like before speak about money? What were views on education? And on rich people, what was the genuine idea about rich people or about poor people? And what were the money patterns in your, like, in your whole, like, in the generations before you? Do you come from a wealthy background? Do you come from a poor background? 
What kind of societal class do you come from? Do you come from working class environments? Do you come from higher class environments? Most of my clients actually come from working class environments. And this is a huge pattern we have to solve together because they have so much baggage around that, that actually in their family, it was like the family talked very badly about rich people. Rich people were bad. Like they got their money through doing bad things. This was the idea. Like they all were in mafia and some kind of mafiosi uh, structures. Like there was no, no positive view on, for example, being an entrepreneur and creating value for the world and creating money out of that. No, bad people were always looked down on. Like they created money through being lazy and not working hard. Like for my clients very often, money comes through hard hard work and not even a lot of money, but that basically you can survive and you can live. And someone who makes a lot of money without lots of work is looked down upon. It's like there is something, there is something fishy there that can't be okay. This person must do something wrong. Otherwise it wouldn't be possible. And if this is passed down over generations, of course you will be bound by this until you make it conscious and then start rewriting that narrative. Otherwise, without you even knowing, you will stay in that line. Because otherwise, you would have to break with ancestral views. And this can create huge conflicts of loyalty. You breaking out of your family and you breaking out, like even just in your mind, out of generations of behavior creates a huge loyalty conflict or can create and very often creates a huge um, conflict of loyalty. If you start believing something different, if you now start just in your mind telling a different story, can create a conflict of I am not obedient to my family anymore. I'm not loyal to my family an anymore. And loyalty is a big value for many people out there. So if, it, if you have a loyalty conflict, even on an unconscious level, you will make sure as hell to not become rich, to not do something which wasn't seen worthy or wasn't seen as something good in your family. If your family is proud or if your forefathers were proud of creating a little tiny bit of wealth through hard work, You now not working at all or just working a little bit and creating huge amounts of money will create a conflict of loyalty in you because how can, like you would basically sacrifice generations of hard work and prove them wrong. You would prove them wrong because you would say or you would show with your life, I can make a lot of money without working hard. And who are they who told you like over generations passed down Hard work creates sufficient amount of money to whatever, have your family survive. Like you would prove them wrong. And we don't want that. They are where we come from. We don't want to cut ourselves off from our roots. So through becoming clear on that, you can then choose a path which is not or which doesn't create a conflict of um, loyalty. For example, what I often do, I work with systemic constellations. So we basically create a kind of ritual where you 
just in your mind or in a like a kind of theatrical setting, you get permission from your ancestors of going forward on your path. And just asking that, even though they are not alive anymore, can create or you can get actually a yes from the people before you to leave the way of doing things how they did it and create your own path. So there are many different modalities to use to actually get permission from your forefathers. And this might sound funny for you, and it's not, it's actually not about permission from your forefathers. It's not about permission from your ancestors. It is something we need to shift in your mind to make it okay for you and to know you still will, will be loyal to your family and to your values when you become wealthy as fuck, so to say. And this is something we need to shift in yourself. And very often there can be a nice ritual involved where you actually get permission from your ancestors to move along and, yeah, create something new, create a new timeline for, for your family, basically. Yeah, and it is very funny. I give you, I give you several, um, several examples how this can show up. For example, my own example one side like actually my father's side they were rich farmers so they were basically they had it's very interesting when you go into the into the culture there how they grew up and how they behaved and um, it was a, like a catholic family and it was kind of they had rules like in aristocracy it was really interesting they had the same rules it was like nobility just as farmers, they had the same rules. It's super interesting. And because um, they were very Catholic, it was always the rule, spend money on others. It was never spend money on yourself. Do good, spend all that money, but not for yourself. And this was what was passed down. Like also my father, like my family. Yeah, he made a lot of money. He earned a lot of money, or my whole family. And it was never for the family. It was always for other people. Like, earn a lot of money, be really good when it comes to money. However, this is never for you. And I had to break through that pattern because I was the same. I made a lot of money and I never kept money for myself. I didn't buy or I didn't build wealth from early on from my own family, so to say. I was quick and getting getting rid of it again very quickly. And I had to break that pattern in order in order to actually start growing wealth. And one client of mine, for example, came from, yeah, as most of them from working class environments. And from early on, it was very clear, the message was very clear on don't become one of them. Like, do whatever you want. You have all the freedom, but don't become one of them. And that meant like basically the rich neighbors or the, the, the rich class, the upper class. And what I already mentioned, you have to work hard for your money. Another example of a client of mine was that the father was a gambler. So he actually made a lot of money and then he gambled it away together with the money of the mother. So lo lots of money actually meant to be very vulnerable to losing it. It meant everything will be taken from you. So of course, my client had such an issue in the beginning with making lots of money. Because what if I gamble it? 
And there was really a scenario where it wasn't so much about gambling, but gambling, but in other ways, losing all that money again that she had made. And she had to break through, she had to recognize that pattern, that fear in hers and that pattern, that ancestral pattern, basically, and make sure that she went a different path and she could get rid of that fear and she could basically heal that old wound of my father is gambling all the money. So better, I better not make any money so that no one, not even myself, can gamble it away. Another example was where a client of mine had a father who was um, wrongfully in prison. So he was imprisoned and I don't know, after one or two years released again because it was wrong. Like some issue in, in the system had put him in prison for nothing. So the fault was on the system. And my client created something around that of, I don't want to be part of the system. The system doesn't support me. The system doesn't create safety and security. So I don't want to be part of the system altogether. So she didn't want to make, she didn't want to be part of the money system neither. Like she didn't want to be part of all of that. And of course she struggled in making money because she didn't want to be part of the system. Those are some scenarios, and I could give you more and more about that. However, it's not so much about me telling you all the different scenarios. It's about you becoming clear of what patterns have been going on in your family. And you can go like as far back as possible. Very often, we only know what has, what has been going on in our like parents, uh, at the age to our parents, or to grandfather's level, grandfather and grandmother level. If you know more, really go back and see what the money stories are. Who made money? Was it the father? Was it the mother? And if it was, if the mother brought the money, how was she seen? If the father made the money and then he lost it again, like draw up, all, it's super interesting, really go deep and draw up all those stories around money in the family and how it was seen. And also, if you come from a rich family, this can also create issues. It doesn't mean when you're um, born into upper class, then everything is easy peasy. It could mean that perhaps you had some, some rebels in your family and they were not okay with being part of the upper class. And they instilled some beliefs in you of like, oh my goodness, we were born with wealth, but the rest of the rest of the world is hungry. Like, how can we make money? Money is bad. We are part of the evil, basically. Of course, you won't be able to make any, any money with, when you have this instilled in you. Or you don't have appreciation for money at all. You grow up with wealth. You grow up with money. However, because it is basically handed down to you, you don't have any appreciation for it. Very often, we really have to learn appreciation for money, whether we have it or we don't have it, in order to recreate it or to be actually happy with it. Because some of my clients, they actually make a lot of money. And they still don't feel abundant as fuck. Like they still are struggling with lack mentality, even though they have millions in their bank accounts. So it's actually not connected to the number you have in your bank account, how you are feeling with it or how you're feeling about it. And in order to shift that, on the one hand side, to get out of scarcity, like real scarcity, not having any kind of money or anything you can exchange in order to create wealth for yourself, Or 
just not having the feeling for it. Like having money, having physical wealth, so to say, but not feeling it. Like those are different issues and they can be connected. For that, you have to go deeper. You don't stay just with your beliefs right now. You go deeper. One of my clients is, is a black woman. So obviously there even like different scenarios take place. We go deeper into racial issues than there as well. What does it mean to make money as a black woman? How, what does it mean to be really rich if there are not many models out there to follow? And this is really super interesting. You can become like a detective and find all those stories, find all those narratives. And for her, for example, it was an issue. It was like, if you start making a lot of money, yeah, you are not one of us anymore. And to break through that is super important. To figure out those narratives, start changing them, them in yourselves. Your job is not to change your family. Your job is to get clear why you have the beliefs you have right now, why you act in certain ways, and then to work on yourself. And through changing yourself, you will also be able to change a lot of your surroundings. Like this can change your whole life. This can change a people. However, this is not your focus. If this is your focus, it won't work. If you want to change other people, it won't work. If you change yourself, your own perspective, your own beliefs, start creating wealth from a healthy level, from a fulfilled level, from an abundant level, you can actually change situations around you. And you can change or induce change in other people. Like this happens without you wanting it. You can't make other people change. They can only change because they want to. So your job is to look at yourself and change those things in you. So a quick summary from today is basically you are shaped by where you come from. And that means to uncover all the hidden and not so hidden truths and narratives which were told or which were lived by in your family and even further down. Also, not only in your family, but also in the environment you grew up in, the class you grew up in. The culture you grew up in, the country you, you grew up in, there is so much gold hidden for you because when you start transforming those narratives, uncovering and then transforming those narratives, you can actually create wealth. You can actually create gold for yourself. And it starts with rewriting those stories. That's all for today. And it's actually a lot because it means for you to go deep. It means for you to uncover the stories you have lived by and have been shaped by so far. And then you can actually start changing them. And awareness is the first step. Awareness means you know why you do what you do. And then step for step, you can experiment with that. You can change some. You can, on the one hand side, you can change the beliefs you have. And on the other hand side, you can switch up the behavior you have. If you need further support with that, reach out to me. I have two spots for January 2020 available. If you want one of them, reach out to me and then we can talk about it. Much love for you and speak to you soon. 
Did you like this podcast episode? Then I would be super, super grateful if you gave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Super helpful. And please subscribe to the podcast and share it with people who you know can benefit from it. You can find all links to my social media profiles, my website and contact form in the show notes. And whenever you're ready to take a next step, and that means you want to live a life of more on all levels, then send me a message with where you want to go and what is keeping you where you are, like what keeps you stuck at the moment. And then I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you for listening and until the next episode, much love to you, Lydia. Lydia.